Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Well, hey, good morning. I'm excited you're joining us here today. And listen, whether you've been with us throughout the worship or maybe your first time guest, let us know you're here. And again, we are in the second week of a series entitled Protect Yourself. In last week, we, uh, we talked about ways that we're protecting ourselves against COVID-19, and I showed some fun protection options regarding masks, and including a mask getting stuck to my big ear, which hopefully you got a laugh at. But again, if you've had any protective gear fails, we would love to know about them, so drop a comment. If you have a picture of it, let us know that as well. But right now, we are. We are in protective mode. Again, in COVID-19, there's some protective methods that, that we put into place. Now, I know you know these, but let's just go over some of the top ways to protect yourself during this time. Number one is this, keep a safe distance. Listen, here's what I'm telling you, six feet apart, people, six feet apart. Number two, cover your cough, right? When you cough, cover it. Better yet, don't cough. If you cough, trust me, people are judging you, right? So just hold it in, don't breathe, right? Number three, stay at home when possible. Some of you are thinking, like, that's more dangerous than actually going out of the house. You haven't seen my kids. You don't know my spouse. But listen, stay at home. And then number four is to wash your hands. And then wash them again. And then wash them again. Listen, if your hands aren't bloody and raw already, you're doing it wrong. Those are the top four ways to protect yourself. And if you have any other good ways, again, we want you to engage. Drop those in the comments and let us know. Because the truth is we need to protect ourselves. We protect ourselves against certain things each and every day. And whether it's COVID-19 or just the hazards of everyday life, we protect ourselves. We want to keep us safe, right? We, we want to do the best to keep us ready for whatever could happen. And we want to do the same for us spiritually as well. In fact, we are called to protect ourselves spiritually. And this is really what this series is all about. And again, we find these instructions in Ephesians chapter 6 which is our main passage of scripture for this series. So hopefully by the end of this, hopefully you'll have this memorized or at least be able to paraphrase this as well. But again, if you have your Bibles, go with me to Ephesians 6. And if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app. And again, in this passage of scripture, a guy named Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus. And what he was doing, he was encouraging them to live a life that was Christ-like, to live a life of unity together. He was urging them to live a Christian life, but at the same time, he knows that there's some struggles that come along with this. So what he was doing, he was giving us some instructions on how to protect ourselves against everything that comes in our way, everything that keeps us from living out that life. And we see this here in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. So check this out with me in verse 10. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Again, our struggle is not always against flesh and blood. For many of us, our struggle, again, is against the powers of this dark world. So we need to take our stand against the devil's schemes. We need to take our stand against really what we learned about last week and how the devil goes to his complete go-to, which is lying to us. Things that help hold us in captive, right? Of anxiety, of fear, of loneliness, and worry. 
because of these things, because of these powers, it says this in verse 13 though. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted in the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. That's the full armor of God. And that's how we protect ourselves. Listen, that's how we get through this. This is how we walk in the strength and not our own strength, but the strength of the Lord. Again, last week we talked about the belt of truth. So what I want to do today is I want to jump to what's next. And I want to talk about the breastplate of righteousness. Again, check out verse 14 one more time with me. Verse 14 says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Now again, Paul, he was talking to the church in Ephesus. And in this crowd of people, they were people that were listening to this, and they wouldn't understand what he's talking about. Again, this letter is written to both Jews and Gentiles, and the breastplate of righteousness was really powerful because it resonated with both. It resonated with the Jews because Paul was actually quoting scripture from the Old Testament. He was quoting a passage of scripture found in Isaiah 59, 17. And it resonated with the Gentiles because, well, a breastplate was an extremely important piece of equipment. It was something that people would understand when it comes to protection. See, a breastplate is a big deal because it serves to protect the vital organs. You think about it, it covers the torso, right? It covers the, the, the entire person, the lungs and the heart, everything that keeps us going. Now, I don't have a full Roman breastplate, but what I do have is this. I have this chest protector, right? And what could go wrong if I tried this on right here? Because, you know, trying stuff on with Pastor Corbin is always great. But I'm not going to do it because it's going to get stuck on my ear and you guys are going to be watching it later and you're thinking like, man, can he get that off? But what does this do? This protects my body, right? When I put this on, this protects me. If I, if I get hit with a baseball, right, it protects my ribs. It protects my, my heart. It protects my lungs. It protects my stomach. It protects my organs. And getting behind the plate without one of these is a bad idea. And listen, going into, going into battle as a Roman soldier, you wouldn't go in there without having the breastplate on. It was designed to stop arrows, spears, and swords from really destroying the person. So it was a big deal. And as followers of Christ, the breastplate is righteousness. And righteousness is a big deal in our life. And this is what it is. It's being in right standing with God. And when we are in right standing with God, what we are, we're righteous. And that righteousness stops the arrows. It protects us from the lies that Satan throws our way. Right? Righteousness, it stops the spears. It keeps us from the harm that Satan often intends on our life, right? Righteousness, it stops the swords that really try to penetrate to our hearts and it stops the swords of Satan's schemes that he uses to destroy us. What it does is it protects us, right? It protects our, our vital parts and it allows us to live. It keeps us going. It protects us so that we can move forward, right? And it really what it does is it allows us to experience who God is. It allows us to experience his grace, his mercy, and his truth. So righteousness is a big deal. Now, this is where it gets a little bit tricky, though. Because if you think about it, righteousness, again, it means being in right standing with God. What it means, it means being right. right? But to this original, cloud, this original crowd, right standing and being right 
really had different meanings. And I think for us, many times, I think it's true for us, it can have different meanings, right? To, again, to this original crowd, the idea of righteousness could have been somewhat confusing. You see, for the Greeks, the Greeks listening or, or the Gentiles listening, righteousness was thought to be conforming to a tradition or custom, right? Going along with culture, what it states, even maybe the, the laws of that time period, right? That's what it meant. And I think sometimes that's what it means for us. We can think that we're doing right because we're going along with what culture says. Now, again, for the Jewish audience, though, righteousness was upholding and living by the Torah law. It was living out the rules and regulations of the first five books in the Bible. And I think for some of us as Christians, for some of us as churchgoers, this is what we see as righteousness, and we get stuck in what's called legalism. Right? There's times where we get stuck in that. But after encountering Jesus, here's what Paul learned. He learned that true righteousness comes through Jesus. And here's what's amazing about both portions of the crowds. For the Jewish people, right? Jesus didn't come to abolish the law, but he came to fulfill it. And then for the Gentiles, because he fulfilled it, the law no longer separated them from his promises. But instead, it opened them up. It opened them up to his promises. It opened them up to his grace. So Paul, in this passage, is talking about this righteousness that comes from the grace of Jesus. And as we talk about righteousness today, here's really what I want us to walk away with. Here's what I want us to understand. Your righteousness doesn't earn his grace. His grace earned your righteousness. Let me say that again. Your righteousness doesn't earn his grace. His grace earned your righteousness. In fact, Paul, he actually said it this way in his letter to the Romans. In Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 26, he says this. He says, but now apart from the law, of, now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. Now again, for the Jewish people, even the Gentiles before Christ, righteousness to them was conforming exactly to the law or traditions. Right? But there, there, was no, there was so much more to that, right? There's so much more than righteousness than just that. So Paul actually goes on in verse 22 and he says this. He says, this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There's no difference between Jew and Gentile. Righteousness is through Jesus, and it's amazing. And what's amazing about it is that it's open to all. It's open to both Jew and Gentile. It's open to all, regardless of the past, regardless of the heritage, regardless of the last name, regardless of of a first name, regardless of skin color, hair color, male, female, right? Again, we don't really separate between Jews and Gentiles, but there's differences because of us. There's differences between us, and we all have righteousness because of Jesus. It's not linked to who we are. It's not linked to what we do. It's not linked to what we have done, right? But it's linked to who he is. And because of that truth, listen, we have righteousness. Again, all of us, we've all pretty much messed up. I mean by our own standards, by our own definition uh, definition of righteousness alone, we're never going to cut it. In fact, Paul says it pretty clear here in verse 23 where he says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Listen, all of us have messed up. We've all made mistakes. We all have past. We all have regrets. Right? We all have these things that we're, that we're hanging on to. For some of us, we're living in guilt, shame, and regret. But here's the good news in verse 24. Here's the good news. It says, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. Listen, Jesus came, lived a perfect life. 
died on a cross and was risen again for us, right? He was risen again for us so that we could be made in right standing with God. It was the ultimate gift of God for Jesus to come live a perfect life for us, right? The work, the stress, the drive of our own is not what protects us. It's not what gains us righteousness, but what gains us righteousness is the grace of Jesus, the grace that comes from the redemption of Jesus, from the power of Jesus, the fact that he conquered the grave, the coffee, he conquered death, and he was the perfect sacrifice for each and every one of us. And he did it all so that we could be made right in the eyes of God. Think about that. That's what Jesus did for us, right? That's what he did. And he did it to demonstrate his righteousness. And he did it so that we could have access to it as well. Let's keep going here in verse 25. He said, he did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. This is the ultimate display of grace. This is the ultimate display of mercy. And what it is, it's our protection. It's our protection from sin. It's our protection from sins, past, present, and future. Understand this, it's not our excuse, but it's our protection. It's our protection from Satan's attempt to separate us from God. And that's what sin does. It separates us from God. It separates us from our creator, our maker. And it's his righteousness that's given to us to make us in right standing. And it's all through his grace. Again, Your righteousness doesn't earn his grace. His grace earned your righteousness. And here's how we experience it. And here's how we live it out. Number one, what we have to do is we have to believe. We need to believe. We need to to have faith. Our belief leads to faith, which we're going to jump to a little bit more in depth later in this series. But to be protected by the breastplate of righteousness, it comes through faith. Again, check out Romans 3.22 says this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe, right? To all who believe, right? It's not through works. It's not through our background or anything else, but it's through our belief. It's through our faith. Listen, we are made righteous through our belief. We are protected through our belief. So this week, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to protect yourself by believing in Christ. Make him your Lord and Savior. Believe in his forgiveness for your sins. Listen, maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you've never made that decision, but you want to. Listen, we want to give you that opportunity. Believe that Jesus died for your sins, for your mistakes, and then accept his forgiveness through that, through your belief, through your faith. And listen, if that's you right now, listen, we want to know. Hey, maybe you're right there. Maybe, maybe you're bold enough to, to put a comment and say, listen, I'm making a decision to believe and make Jesus my Lord and Savior. Do that. We want to know. Maybe for you, maybe it's a little more private and you want to private message us. We, we would love to pray with you. We would love to partner with you. We would love to, to be able just to know and celebrate with you that incredible decision. Listen, I want to challenge you to believe. Let us know some way if that's, your, if that's what you're doing. Hey, for maybe, maybe some of us are watching today and maybe we've made the decision to follow Jesus. Maybe we made him our Lord and Savior, but for us, maybe we're in this time period where it's just hard to believe that, that he still has good things for us. Right, during this COVID-19, it's a, it's a little tough. Right, it's, been, it's been challenging. And for some of us, it's hard to believe that God still has good things for us. But the truth is, God can take whatever Satan meant for evil and turn it to good. But we have to believe. 
And when we believe what it does, it leads to our righteousness. It leads to our protection. Listen, I want to challenge you to put on the breastplate of righteousness with belief. And then number two is to seek after him. Right? To seek after that righteousness. Right? To gain righteousness, we have to seek after it. Jesus said in, in Matthew 6, 33, he says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Again, our kingdom is not what we need to seek after. We need to seek after his kingdom. And our righteousness is not what we need to seek after. We need to seek after his righteousness. And we need to seek it first. And we have to have a desire for his righteousness. In fact, just before this passage in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus earlier said this in a portion of Scripture which is known as the Sermon on the Mount. And it's actually a portion of Scripture known as the Beatitudes, and we see it right here in the previous chapter, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, where he says this, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Listen, we have to seek after it. So let me ask you, what do you desire? What do you hunger and thirst for? Is it your own righteousness? Is it self-righteousness? Listen, the truth is we see a lot of that going on right now, especially on social media. Right? People are judging each other because they think somebody else is wrong. They think they're right. But the truth is none of that matters. Right? None of what we think matters. What we, need to, what we need to get down to and what we need to find out is what God says. We need to hunger and thirst for what he says. We need to hunger and thirst for who Jesus is. We need to seek after his righteousness. This week, I want to challenge you to seek after his righteousness. This week, I want to challenge you before you post, before you comment, before you complain, whether on social media or just aloud, ask yourself, whose righteousness am I seeking with this comment? Right, is it myself? Is it culture? Is it legalism? Is it law? Or is it Christ? Listen, I want to challenge you to grow in your desire for Christ, which means this. It means that you might need to filter some of your thoughts. Right? You need to filter them with, with time. Sometimes we just need to slow down. Or you need to filter them with prayer. And we need to filter them with maybe even Bible reading, right? We need to go to find the truth, to seek what, after what, who God is. We need to go to where God's described, and it's the Bible. Listen, I want to challenge you, slow down. I want to challenge you to seek his righteousness. Number two, seek his righteousness. And then number three is to surround yourself with Christ. Listen, what you surround yourself around is often what you become full of. So surround yourself with Christ. Surround yourself with his truth. Surround yourself with his teachings. Surround yourself with his works and what he can do. Listen, we just finished a whole entire series on Jesus. In fact, it went all the way back to January. If you need to go back and listen to one of those sermons, I would challenge you to go back, right? Maybe for you, maybe you need to surround yourself with Jesus and learn more about who Jesus is. Maybe for you, you need to, to start a Bible reading plan, right? The YouVersion Bible app is a great resource for it. There's reading plans designed just around who Jesus is. I wanna challenge you, go back. I wanna challenge you, go back and do that. Surround yourself with Jesus. To put on the breastplate of righteousness, to experience his protection of his righteousness, we need to surround ourselves with him. St. Patrick said it best, really in his prayer of declaration, which states this. He says, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me. Christ in the man and in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. So that's our prayer. We need to surround ourselves with him.
Listen, your righteousness doesn't earn his grace. His grace earned your righteousness. You're already protected. But what you have to do is we have to believe, we have to seek, and then we have to surround ourselves with him. This week, I want to challenge you to protect yourself. Protect yourself by putting on the breastplate of righteousness. Listen, and for you, again, maybe for you, maybe that first step was to believe. Maybe, maybe for you, that was the decision to follow Jesus. Listen, if that's you, again, we want to know, right? We want to know. Send us a message. Make a comment. Let us know so that we can pray with you. And listen, if you're new here, let us know you're new. We want to pray with you, right? We want to pray with you. In fact, I want to pray with you right now to conclude this message. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. God, we thank you for all those that are listening. We thank you for all those that are, that are engaging in this service. God, we thank you for those that have made a decision to follow you. God, we thank you for, for that decision to believe, that decision that's a step to putting on your righteousness, God, to putting on the breastplate that protects us against the sword, the spears, and the arrows that Satan throws against us. God, we thank you. We thank you for your protection. And God, we thank you for, for the first step that we can take is to believe. God, we thank you that, God, that we can also seek after and continually seek after. And God, we thank you that we can surround ourselves with you. God, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you for all those that are taking a step to come closer and putting on protection today for, for you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ let us know what God is asking of you and if you need prayer we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well we hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you have a great week